Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. At the time, I thought it was ciao like goodbye. You know, like ciao, rivederci, sabaro, papa ciao. I'm writing back. So they obviously wanted proof of funds. I didn't have $5 million sitting in the bank <laughs> So I falsified documents. <laughs> That's what I do. If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Great cash, homie. <laughs> it was the Pleasure Palace. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yes, the Pleasure Palace. Don't you dare, Isaiah. As long as you close your eyes, it's not bad. Yeah, see, that thing, it got me all up my face. I may have salt in my beard. That's a salt, brother. It's just kind of, it's a really good vibe. And I do come up here for golf a lot. And, and I've golfed some of the best courses, like Pirate's Cove. And So you're telling me the hornier the deer, the more likely he's going to die. Yeah, you know what? You kind of hit it on the head, to be honest. No, God, please, no, no! If anything, we deserve a reward or something, like a trophy. <laughs> is, this, is this where Isaiah finally talks? Yes. yes. Okay. everybody this is the listen local podcast thank you so much for tuning in my name is isaiah moingen and we are sponsored by the wonderful pequot lakes and go lake sanitation i've said it once and i'll say it again if you're looking at the end of your driveway and you don't see a red or black garbage can you're doing it wrong and we are so stoked because we have an awesome show for you today uh it's going to be a little different and not our usual show. So if you hear a little bit of background noise today, we are in a different location. Uh, we'll get into that later. But we have two very special guests that we are going to just wrap the bat. We have Jordan and Greta Yura. Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for having us today. Absolutely. So a few of you or our listeners who have been listening to this podcast for a while know that our intro actually has the Jordan Yura on it from the last time he was on the show. <laughs> what do you think of hearing that? That was, a, that was a fun time. I remember that was the first uh, Bucks and Brew that we uh, participated in the Listen Local podcast and educating Jacob on deer and uh, some rut activity. That was a good time. So the hornier the deer, the more likely <laughs> are to get shot. Nailed it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> to put it very simply, yep. uh, Greta, this is your first time on the show. So how, do, how are you feeling? How, how you been? I'm excited. Ready to kind of see what a bucks and brew kind of entails. And so here's the thing. I didn't even know that Jordan had this, the, the themed idea of bucks and brews until today or the other day when you had mentioned it. And because last time you guys were on the podcast, I was out. So I had to call in. Um, so I'm excited. So we definitely have some brews. Uh, we are set up in the Woods to Water office in Nesswa here. So we've got a packed show. We're just going to talk a little bit about hunting. We're going to talk a little bit about a few things going on in the area. We're going to get a Lake Jam update. Um, and man, it is Halloween week last week, I should say, and we are probably one of the bigger holidays in Minnesota coming up, opening rifle season for Whitetail. How are you guys feeling? How are the cameras looking? Oh, the camera. so excited. <laughs> Actually, as you just said, that, I have a, some cameras going off right now, uh, just some little bucks, but we are uh, ecstatic. So um, just the family tradition of it. I mean, it's just like, honestly, this is like our Christmas, you know, we, we look forward to this, put all the time effort in each year and this is just like another holiday just getting the family together getting out there getting all uh, ready to go heading out to stand you know sharing the stories and um having some some success every once in a while is always fun too so 
we just uh, pumped the bill to share that with our kiddos this year and uh, get to be with family and experience that all around. Yeah, that's sure. huge. For sure. I learned very early on to not plan any events during a, or even around rifle opener. Mm-hmm. So, but now I take part. So it's good. I'm excited. Good. All right. So before we dive into the hunting talk a little bit, we're going to talk about another event that you guys got to attend last year that I would say is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> and I don't, for anybody who's listened, uh, I would say, wall to wall and I still like sold out. Mr. Hardy and Lakes Jam 2023 is knocking on our door. I know so crazy. it's only November, but how did you guys feel about your first time going to Lakes Jam last year? We'll never miss another one. <laughs> we'll never miss another one. It was, it was so much fun. And yeah. Greta's a big country mu- or music fan in general. And yeah, it was, it was a blast. Jordan Davis, I mean, we had a really good lineup and yeah, seeing some friends there was even better. So. I really don't know why we've never gone yeah. the past four years that we've yeah. been up here. But what now, we yeah, we won't miss one. Yeah, and when and when you called me and said, "Hey, guy, hey, I'm gonna go buy tickets. What do I do?" And I said, <laughs> "VIP, yeah, buy there's, VIP. <laughs> there, there's no, no other option. No, not at all. No, there's no other way to go. No. <laughs> but so the the update I wanted to bring up uh, for our listeners who don't know or haven't followed Lakes Jam on social media, uh, they've been continuing to release artist names. So last week we talked about uh, Mitchell Tenpenny going to be opening for Hardy. So that's going to be awesome. He's a great artist. I know you guys said that you've seen him in concert before. And yeah, he's an awesome performer. I'm I'm excited to see him again. For I sure. mean, you know, we all love the party country, <laughs> you know, raise your glass type of music, but. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of us are going to admit, but we love the love stuff, man. I mean, love the stuff that pulls out your heart. And Mitch has got some of those songs. It'll be a good balance that night. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we need is a good balance, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the other artist that I wanted to talk about and announce was... Sarah Evans. Have you either of you you seen her in concert? Yeah? Yep. I actually almost sang that song at our county fair when I was like Stop. seven years old, <laughs> but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Open mic night? Yep. <laughs> Thank goodness I didn't. Yeah. So that is going to be great. I believe uh, she's one of the openers on Saturday, um, but yeah, she's going to be an awesome, Sweet. awesome artist uh, and yeah. just a good show, like a lot of good throwbacks and yeah. guarantees she knows how to put on a good show. I'm Heck here yeah. for like the 90s, early 2000s country. And Heck we yeah. need more of that. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Absolutely. And speaking of the 90s and, you know, early 2000s country, we've got... Brother Jukebox, Sister Wine, Mother Freedom. Nobody else but Mark Chestnut. Heck yeah. yeah. I was excited about yeah. this one. He's going to be a absolute riot. I mean, the throwbacks that he has, and even looking through, like just scrolling through some of his Spotify, listening to some of the covers that he does, a lot of Alan Jackson, a lot of like Garth Brooks, and some of those tunes is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Because in all reality, like some of those, some of the artists, you know, they don't have you know, 50, 60 songs that are hits that they can play at a music festival that everybody's going to know. So what, what they do is they, they play covers and get get the, the right. crowd going. Yeah. So Absolutely. And it, what a perfect mix, too. You got, I mean, you got Hardy, who's just a party animal, and it's just going to be a, just a wild time. And then you got these two folks. It's going to be a lot of fun. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Couldn't For sure. agree more. The crowd will definitely be, 
definitely be engaged. So <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a uh, lot of stuff going on in the area this weekend, or this past weekend with uh, Halloween. Uh, what did, did you guys able to get out and enjoy some of those festivities? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, we did a little bit of things with the kids. Especially and with the nice weather. It was nice. Man, I think they said like the first time it's been this warm in, what, 20-some years? Yeah, yeah it, it was crazy. I mean, you couldn't ask for better weather for, you know, these fall activities. But as a hunter, I'm like, oh, come on. I want snow already. But, <laughs> right, right. But so there's we'll, that We'll get side. into that later. But, I mean, absolutely but great I mean, for the kids. Yeah. Especially for the kids. Where did you guys uh, go out? Where'd you go with the kids? Or any, any trunk or treating or trick or treating with them? I know you yours are pretty young still, but yeah, yeah. We just did local um, in Cross Lake. We just took the kids on a little. They had like a little parade with the school and stuff. So we took the kids right. for that. Um, and then yeah, we're trying to our two year old right now is kind of obsessed with candy, and we're kind of mm. trying to wean him off of that. So we didn't do a whole lot of trick or treating per se. But I, um, I provided my own candy in quotes at home for you. Yep, yep. Yeah. but. Got did some did some stuff with the pumpkins and you know all that stuff and just getting the kids involved in that and kind of kind of getting to experience that as a family too it was fun yeah for sure that's awesome yeah and we got to uh do a the niswa elementary school did a little kids parade here in town so fun. we got to stand out and hand out hand up candy and we got absolutely taken for granted i mean not like granted, <laughs> but we bought a huge huge thing of candy and i'm pretty sure the whole thing got wiped out but those kids were awesome and all dressed up and had so much going on so it was so cool to see all of them and like everyone just packed out on the paul bunyan trail there next to the chamber and the you know some of the local pd guys had their uh back of their squad cars full we got candy and you know the boys are out there passing it out so it was so cool I love that. just to like you know just see all the business engagement. owners right because right now like you know, on a, on a Tuesday or whatever, there's not, you know, a ton of tourists running around and, you know, shopping. So a lot of the, the shop owners came out and said hi and yeah. said nice costume trick or treat and mm -hmm. got to throw them some candy. So I know I may have shoved my pockets full, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, that's, that's what it's all. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And that's what's so awesome about this area, too, is each community has all these different fall activities and things and um, just really get that sense of community. And I, I love that about this area too, is there's always something going on and there's always some kind of family events going on too. So yeah, absolutely. Such a good weekend. Um, holy smokes. Speak of the devil. I guess I didn't even mention the fact that Jacob and Colton aren't even here. Oh boy. Not only are they not here, they are out of state. Like they didn't want to be here so bad for the podcast. They got on planes. <laughs> Mr. You Blazer. Know, we, we had to give Isaiah his dream for just one week, but hearing that he didn't even mention our name, <laughs> man, I mean, I, I know Colton may be at the end of the earth, but I, I still have a little bit of service down here in Florida, which, by the way, is 92 degrees and humid, and I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I will take Minnesota weather any day of the week. Hey, yeah. it was a nice sunny and horrible. 65 today. Beautiful, sunny and 65. Hey, but I did mention our wonderful sponsor, Peacock Lakes and Galaxy <laughs> Of course. Yeah, but, you, know. you know what? Do you, you think he'd want to expand to Florida? Because there's a lot of trash down here. Yeah, including I bet. the white, white trash. Kind of trash. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Goodness. So, how's it going? 
Good, good. We uh, just got done wrapping up some Lakes Jam talk, uh, talking a little oh, bit about perfect. a couple of the performers that have been uh, announced since the last podcast, you know, Sarah Evans, Mark Chestnut, and a couple others. So talking about uh, Jordan and Greta's experience at Lakes Jam last year. So that was fun. So I'm not going to lie. I didn't know until this morning that Jordan, you and Greta were going to be on this show. I might have forgot. I'm sure Isaiah told me 400 times. I'm really bad at remembering things, but I've got some news. We just found out this afternoon that could be very uh, exciting for you guys. As I know, you are big fans of his. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, boy. Parker McCollum is coming no, to the no Stop. No way. We actually saw him in St. Cloud this year. What? He is absolutely I know. amazing. He is. Oh, my. I we actually talked know. to him after the show, too. <laughs> Me being me, showed Stop. him, got his buck, and he's like, that's not even fair. That's not even fair. He was <laughs> idolizing your buck, too, and Greta got her fangirl experience there. And Yeah, and we need to, we need to get our tickets bought ASAP. Okay, so well, Jacob, you are breaking news, and I, I, may yeah. have to, I may have to do something here because I didn't even know that. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, let's oh, go. Me, I, didn't know, yeah. I didn't know that. So I didn't even get to the best part. Okay. So Luxie was at the Armory this past weekend flying for this. Big Halloween EDM uh, DJ stuff. I don't know about that stuff, but it was really cool. And the footage is, is really cool. And so our contact at the Armory is like, holy crap, I didn't know you guys could do this. I'm like, yeah, you did, because we were at the Armory showing you we could do this, you know, earlier this summer. So he's like, well, we've got some really big acts coming out. Is there any that stick out to you? And I had oh, just seen the Parker one. Yeah, I had seen it this morning. And I'm like, well, here's a good one. And I said, Trust me, if we need extra actors, I'm sure my friends would be more than happy to come and be a part of that. He goes, he goes, all right, let's figure it out. And I think that's in February, if I remember right. It's like, so, yeah. it's like the 6th or the 9th. Or, wow. Oh, my gosh. So it's in the works, and it sounds very promising. 2023 is going to be a good year. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Isaiah, looks like you will also be seeing some Parker McCollum. Absolutely, that sounds fantastic. Have you ever have you ever heard him? Oh yeah, not live, but I'm a big fan. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a heck really of a good. performer for yeah, sure, no doubt. Sweet. So, what do you uh, got? Just a brief. What do you got going on down in Florida today or this week? So yeah, we're down here. We're doing another hard rock. We're excited about that. Um, we're going to do the walkthrough and scout tomorrow. Uh, it's Tampa Bay, and um, the hard rock looks amazing. The, the, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the city of Tampa, but they, they definitely have their own little, it's almost like their own little bubble of coolness here at the Hard is Rock. Because uh, Tom Brady lives there and you don't like Tampa? I love Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, got it. That must have been somebody else. Whoops. I was thinking uh-huh. of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not a And I, I also hear that um, a little birdie told me that the Listen Local headquarters is, is moved. Ah yes, we did. Uh, we did mention that <laughs> the Lickin local headquarters has moved because we didn't feel like trespassing. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, because I was about to make a Tom Brady mention because there's a lot of Tom Brady reference around the office at Traders. Yes. Um, but yeah, I forget. I cannot do yep. that really. But also um, breaking I'm glad the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, breaking <laughs> the rules is okay. Just don't get caught. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to call in and say hi. And um, just see how, you know, 
everything you guys were doing. And I'm bummed that I'm missing another Jordan episode and, and especially bummed that Greta's on this one. I'm missing this too, so. We forgive you since you just announced, uh, you know, you made Greta's day and yeah. announced uh, another big performer coming. But uh, remember, hornier deer, more success, I should say. <laughs> hornier the deer. I, and you know what? Not that it'll matter. But I will be home for hunting opener. So at nice. least I'm in the right state for that. I perfect. I, I wish you could have been here to see the look on their faces listening oh to that gosh. intro. <laughs> for the I, first oh, time. You've never heard it? I, I no. mean they I don't think they have, or maybe once or twice, but to hear it live and to be, have That's the headphones funny. on, the experience of Yeah. Yep. It was, it was gold. It. Yeah, I had to er, remind it. the well, audience that we had the, you know, Jordan Year on from the opener exactly yep exactly well um i'll leave you guys alone um have a great, great show and one more thing before you go yeah i want to talk about me want to talk about i want to talk about number one oh my me my what i think what i like what i know what i just had to play that once because i was sad that you <laughs> yeah I, you know what i needed i needed that smile yep. for that, so. <laughs> all right, all right guys, have, a good, have a good day all right bye Oh, Mr. <laughs> Jacob Blazer doing his thing down in uh, Florida. So, all right. I'll take the sunny and 65 over 90 and humid Every any day. Every single time. Oh, yeah. Man, I, you guys are crazy. Give me 20 and snow. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, I'm not talking hunting weather. <laughs> it's a totally different beast. <laughs> but speaking of that, it is no secret. We have a mild, mild, I mean, fall so far. We do. It, it's been crazy. I mean, we got that snow like the first or second week of uh, October, and I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a cool, you know, cool fall and maybe a little bit of snow to it. But it's been so mild. It's like T-shirt weather out in the tree stand right now. I'm like, come on. Okay, so before I, I ask you some, some hard-hitting questions, I, oh boy. I need you to uh, pump up your credibility. If that makes sense. And I think Greta can maybe we'll help We'll be here me. for an hour. Yeah, I think I think Greta can help me with this. Uh, tell the listeners uh, why you're such a big deal. No. Um, tell us tell us your experience and kind of the, the, the brand that you've built with your hunting career and some of the relationships that you've built and why you are where you are today. Yeah. Um, it's a little well, question, I know. <laughs> yeah. So... I guess just to be honest, I mean, my, my whole passion, my whole desire to be on the outdoors and hunt to start from my dad at the early age of four. I mean, he started taking me to deer camp, you know, and I'd take off the whole week of school and go to deer camp every year since, you know, I was four to 18. So that really, you know, stuck how important it was to me. And, um, you know, some of those experiences you, you don't get in the classroom, not to disgrade teachers or anything like that, but some of those real world experiences happened out in the woods and happened at deer camp to be honest you know seeing you know things happen and um being able to share that passion with family and friends and that tradition is just something i'll never forget and i'll always cherish and that really led me where i am today um yeah so i just became a lot more involved in the hunting industry and just really put all my time and effort into learning whitetails and helping other people be successful if that's guiding them or setting up their properties or things of that nature too. And that's what ultimately when we moved to this area, you know, I wanted to, so when we lived in Western Wisconsin, that was a big thing I would do for family and friends. I'd set up their properties. I'd help them, you know, have the best success that they could and, uh, you know, cater to that if it's setting trail cans, making food plots, et cetera. And then when we moved up here, I kind of, you know, 
lost that for a second. I'm like, oh man, I you know it's a far drive to drive that far to do all that. So you know when I connected with Woodswater and Colton, you know we that's what ultimately led to land services a mm-hmm. little bit too. And um, you know in between there, obviously I you know picked up some sponsor sponsorships and became very heavily involved in the hunting industry and now a um, professional in the hunting industry too. And um, you know I I owe a lot of my success to my dad and to obviously the good man upstairs too. Um, but some, you know, some of the companies that we got really involved with were Shields because they're very family oriented and they're very family based and we really like them. Um, you know, Browning trail cameras, Vortex, et cetera. I'm not going to go on about all my sponsors and this and that, but they're all companies that we really stand behind and we really promote because they promote us and they promote the outdoors and getting family involved right. and, and things of that nature too. So, um, you know, a lot of my hunting credibility, if you will, has came from, you know, just doing it early on and uh, real life experiences and helping others shoot slammers a lifetime, uh, such as my <laughs> guest on the show today or one of the <laughs> guests on the show today. But, um, you know, that's something we have a passion for it is growing big, mature whitetails. And that's, uh, you know, surrounding ourselves with other people with, that are like minded like that in the industry has really helped too. And then obviously you guys at Woods of Water really support that and, uh, you know, have feel that even more today. Greta. <laughs> So I'm guessing when you met this guy, he wasn't this big, beautiful, mustached, sponsored, <laughs> professional hunter. Um, no, we were two broke college kids, you know, <laughs> getting by day by day. But he was, no matter what, he was still out there, whether it was duck opener, deer opener, shooting pheasants, shooting turkeys. And I grew up in a hunting family, um, was always surrounded by the traditions, but he definitely like got me out there and sat in the stand for the first time deer hunting with him. So, so I can speak yeah. for all the other married men out there who like to hunt <laughs> and say, God bless you <laughs> and your patience. But now it's not so good because we have two kids and we both uh, like to hunt. So. What, what, remind the listeners what our wedding vows were or what you said during our wedding vows. Well, I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but yeah, I, I vowed to him to never plan important events or have kids around deer season. Yep. Yeah. Love that. Yep. Love that. Because even, even people then within the no family discussion. and friends, it's like, yeah. why are you scheduling anything around yep. that time even yep. for example um Pequot Lakes they are going to the section championship this weekend oh. and they are playing in whatever and it's like wait what do you mean like what are those what are those high school kids do I was hunting at that age exactly yeah and we live yeah, in did, a big hunting area too what did yeah. what did you do did you have sections during that we did, but I mean, our schedule was different. That I was still able to hunt after or before that oh, too. Okay. So I mean, we got it in. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there were many I, Friday night football games that I played, and then I hopped in the truck. Like the my dad's truck with the flatbed with the all the duck hunting gear on it was at the game. Yeah, so I would miss I would hop off no. the field in my pads and hop in the truck, and we'd drive the you know at the time it was Osakis. You know, we'd go we go bird hunting yep, the yeah. next morning. Yep, I was gonna say I could see you missing a game to go hunting. For yeah, sure. n- never missed a game, but same same deal. My dad truck was loaded or vehicle was loaded, and we we're uh, you know heading to the hunting land or deer camp or yep. wherever that may be. We didn't. I mean, we made we were flexible at the time, but mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't miss it. Yeah. So bless you for your patience and all of that. So, but now it seems like the tables have turned a little bit, Jordan, <laughs> and you've created a monster. <laughs> I really have. Monster, monster Slayer. <laughs> I really have. I, you know, I really have, but I couldn't be happier and more proud. 
Um, you know, what a lot of the viewers or listener, listeners don't understand, too, is how much actually work went into, for, say, that deer specifically, but all the deer that we do. Greta was out there cutting trails with me, making food plots, hanging cameras, doing all of the stuff that people don't see behind the scenes and in the 90-degree heat, 80-degree heat with all the bugs. Yeah. And, uh, she de- <laughs> yeah, she definitely earned that that one, but um, yeah. I couldn't be more happy it, the the live that moment and i'll see that deer in my my living room every single day but uh <laughs> yes very, for very everyone sad. listening my wife does shoot bigger bucks than me and i'm happy to say that. <laughs> <laughs> love that okay we will get into the story but i don't i want to i want to wait until maybe the end and we can you know wrap that wrap it up with that but um where before we got on this tangent we were talking about the weather right mm-hmm. us minnesotans and midwesterners i should say um so jordan now that we know a little bit more about you guys and kind of your backstory and, and what you do and you live, you know, eat, sleep, breathe, hunting and the outdoors and all of that and you are proud to say it. So why does it matter what temperature is outside? <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that's a, that's a great question. And especially, um, you know, as, as a hunter, I could, you know, I couldn't be more proud or happy to see some, some big cold fronts moving in or, you know, some snow on the ground, etc. But when it's warm like this, you're just not seeing the, the normal activity that you do during a rut. So, for instance, um, you know, my, my cell cameras, I'll get a ton of pictures during the night or after hours when it's cool, right away in the morning too. But, yeah, they're just not moving as much right now because it's, you know, it's hot. It's hot out and it's not to the norm to them. But we got a good cold front moving in Thursday, Friday, and even this weekend. That should really get some deer moving and uh, see some rut and activity around here too. So that will be exciting and perfect for the opener here and, um, you know, could be more excited for that. So, so talking about, like, the weather and stuff like that, most of the people – who and we think we talked about this last year too the average whitetail hunter is you know the one weekend warrior and you know there's nothing wrong with that but the reality is is that the cold weather promotes those bucks to start rutting out and start chasing those does and without that you know the less they're moving the less deer you're going to see naturally yeah you know they cover I, i don't know how much more ground they cover in the rut but i would imagine it's double if not triple yeah. The amount of ground in a day. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, their radius has really expanded during during the rut specifically. But, yeah, I mean, d- this warmer weather, they're still moving, but it's just at non-hunting hours, if you will. You right. know, it's obviously when it's a lot cooler and whatnot. So, I mean, it, and it goes back to, to the does, obviously, aren't up on their feet during the daylight when it's 60, 70 degrees out there, right. too. And, you know, just like us humans, we're not, you know, doing a whole lot of sweat, sweat labor when it's right. warm outside. Yep. So, I, I totally mm-hmm. get that, too. So... Um, when you see a big, you know, after consecutive warm days like this, and then you look at, for instance, this week this when weekend. it's, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, when all of a sudden there's a 20 d- degree temperature drop, you you definitely want to be out in the stand and uh, definitely want to be out there. So right. that's what I look for. You know, a majority of the times I'm hunt I'm hunting, and when I'm successful too, is those big, big cold fronts moving in. There's big uh, pressure pressure changes. Yeah, definitely. That's that's huge, and you know. Uh, but one other thing, you know, uh, I wanted to hit on too, um, Greta. So tell us a little bit about your kind of the progression of hunting for you and kind of where, when you started to where you are today and kind of some of the stuff you learned along the way. Yeah. So, um, like I kind of previously mentioned, I grew up in a hunting family, um, but more so I would go pheasant hunting every now and then, never went deer hunting really growing up. Instead, I would stay home with the females of the family and we'd wait for the hunters to get home. 
Um, and then I went to college and met Jordan. And one of our first dates, he actually took me out in the turkey blind at four in the morning. (laughs) I remember him looking at me and he was very nice, but I could tell I was talking maybe a little too much or (laughs) making a little bit of noise with my snacks or whatever it may be. But um, so he really is the one that really got me connected and actively hunting. Um, And so, like he said, when we were over in Wisconsin, I put in a lot of work and for like the first year at least I didn't sit in the stand I just went out there to spend time with him because that's where he spends the majority of his time um and just wanted to be able to be with him and watch him do his passion because that's important to me also um and then we got we got uh me sitting my first year and I actually was able to harvest my first buck and it was a really really nice 11 pointer Jordan we um actually didn't even really know about it on the property but after I harvested it and we went and we pulled our SD cards from our cameras, um, we saw it. And so that was our first exciting, um, my first kill. Um, and now the trophy is up on the wall and fun memories. And, and uh, last year, I actually, which I'll save the majority of the story for later in the show, but um, was able to harvest a buck that has a long a long history within our family. Um, that's as much a as a booner. I'll... All right, all right. Don't sugarcoat it. A booner. <laughs> that's as much as I'll get into it for now. Um, but now this next step, I actually just got my first bow a couple months ago, and so I'm hoping to get out and do some late season bow hunting. Got it all dialed in, and um, oh yeah, Jordan actually took me out duck hunting for the first time this last. Oh yeah. This last opener, so. That was fun. That was an experience. I definitely need to get my eyes checked a little. <laughs> I learned after that. Uh, shooting but clay pigeons <laughs> yep. in right. the backyard. Right. Yep. I've is done that. Far, far different than shooting so teal different. that are flying oh. 95 that, miles an hour. You got it. A lot, of, a lot of misses and a lot of laughs oh, were had that goodness. weekend. Goodness. It was good. And a lot of coffee. Yeah. yeah. Of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Early mornings. Uh, the biggest thing is, is that you don't need to be a professional, you don't no. need to know. Everything you're doing, you just need somebody there to help you along yeah. the way, and it's you and know, like I said, it's the like time spent. My right, my biggest reason was really getting out there so that I could see Jordan. Like we were newly married, or right before we got married, and I mean, come duck opener, really, I never saw him unless I was out right. enjoying the passions with him. So that's kind of what got me hooked there, and it's fun. To, <laughs> it's fun to watch him because it just he gets so excited over it. He's like a little kid on Christmas morning, so. Yeah, All right. it's fun. Now I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And the passion is kind of transferred and you guys are able to share it yeah. together, which is awesome. Uh, so one other question before we get back to just talking a little more about this weekend, but tell me a little bit about why you love the Brandon Lakes area. Honestly, I mean, besides hunting, we love really everything outdoors. Um, and so whether it's fishing or hunting or going hiking on the local trails, um, but mostly what Jordan and I, I think I can say for both of us, is we just love the community aspect here. Um, before the podcast started, we were kind of even talking about um, Halloween weekend and just there's such a sense of a community. And even when it's not a holiday, there's something going on like every single weekend. And um, especially now it's nice because we have two little ones at home and so we can get them out and enjoy those things with them. So yeah, definitely the sense of community is what I love. Love that. That gives me goosebumps. 
that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me because I, I, in my everyday, you know, it's talking about talking to new people who, yeah, either just moved here or are going to be moving here and getting to ask them why they love it here, yeah, and what they're looking forward to most and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's huge for me. And to have bring you guys in is, is super special. So, yeah. Um, and I felt like we were just welcomed with open arms here too. Like it's, it's a big town. I mean, especially even from kind of where I came from, but it feels so small. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And just, you know, slowing down and realizing that we're just a small town community and mm-hmm. we love, love, love each other. We love the, the activities we get to do. And I mean, the outdoors is the best. Yeah. Too. But it's it's awesome. That. There's a lot of opportunity for an outdoorsman up here. You yeah. literally copied probably word for word what I said last year about when they <laughs> asked me that question. So ditto. <laughs> That's exactly what I, I said. And just to go off that too, it's just it's just awesome to, to raise a family and have all the opportunities up here too. It's just a wonderful community to, to live in and be a part of. And we can't wait, wait to raise our, our babies in this area. So Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Okay. So... Um, there's a lot of different hunting that goes on, and obviously we, we are hitting on that a little bit where there's the duck hunting uh, and all that stuff. And we another thing that we talked about a little bit a while back, but I wanted Jordan just to have a brief moment to talk a little bit about Woods to Waters Land Services Division. Uh, now that we're talking about uh, well, food plots and you know setting up game cameras and stuff like that, Jordan, would you, guys, would you give the listeners just a, a quick brief you know, overview of what Woods to Waters Land Services is? Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned before, land services is something I've been inadvertently doing um, before I moved here. And that's something I want to continue doing because it's my ultimate and my passion is, you know, helping others create uh, success in the woods and creating the best opportunities for them. So land services was designed on the purpose to help, you know, that for say that the, like we mentioned before, the, the hunter that goes out on opening weekend or, you know, the hunter that lives few hours away that just wants to get up and have more success in their woods or even the, the hardcore hunter too so what i do is with each landowner is i will break down the property step by step and um, give them an optimized report of the soil i will help them with trail cameras stand stand locations things like that so i will literally um, create a game plan with the landowner to yep. give them the best opportunity and success at a mature whitetail as i can um and, you know, a big part of that is food plots, too, is is getting natural food source in there and uh, help, helping them with that, too. So let, let me let me ask a question and stop you right there, because I love to, to add a little bit to it um, to be a little bit of a devil's advocate question. Um, Jordan, I I've got a bunch of honey land and I already have a I already have a food plot that's already laid out. Um, I just go by I just go buy the seed from the store and, and plant it. I mean, what's wrong with that? Why would I need to, to call you? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's a great question too. So a th- thing that I specialize in is the, you know, the food pot designs too, is you want to design a food pot for your, you know, your best shot opportunity. If you, if you design it, you know, anyone can design a big food pot and just say, Hey, welcome here, dear. But if you design it correctly, you'll actually funnel the deer in to give you the best shot opportunity. And not only that, on, on top of that too, I'll give you the best soil analysis that I can and break it down to what's going to grow best in your food pot too. So you're always going to have something in your food pot that's going to grow and, uh, you know, give these deer nutrition and keep attracting them in too. So, you know, that's, that's something I take pride into it. And you don't need for say a huge food pot to be successful by any means. Um, some of my best food pots are actually little micro pots in my woods too. So, 
Um, you know, and that's what I'm here for is to, to advocate for that and, you know, help help break down some of the things that is sometimes overwhelming for landowners when they own big chunk of property or even little chunk of property, too. That's something um, is often overlooked is a lot of mature white tails are killed on small chunks of land, too. So yeah, in all that. reality, you know, most clientele or, or most people in the Brand Lakes area, which I throw myself into the same bucket, we've had our family hunting land and we hunt this hunting land every year. And we have our process. This is how we hunt it. And usually that includes going out the weekend before to make sure my stand hasn't fallen over. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe clearing a few things of brush and putting out some tape and familiarizing myself with whatever again. And then, you know, that's it. And a lot of people, you know, for myself, we're still very successful, right? We still shoot deer. Mm -hmm. Um, But what what we don't do and and what the the focus really isn't there, and I'll be the first one to admit, like, there really isn't, like, the management side of it either, where um, what you're able to do with people is to come into their property, take a 10,000-foot view of it, and come down and go, this is where the deer are funneling right now. This is, if we did this, this is how they could. And then setting up cameras, for example, right now, we're talking about cameras. Jordan hooked us up uh, with Browning's trail cams. their cell cams. I'm getting photos to my phone. Um, it's so awesome just to see what's out there and to know what you're shooting and being a educated hunter so you can properly manage your herd, right? And, and people don't realize that, yes, we live in a big area, and yes, there's a lot of woods and there's a lot of deer, right? There's a lot of deer everywhere. But if you can properly manage and know what you're shooting at and you know that hey this deer is this many years old even when you see them in that heat of the moment and your chest friggin' drops when hmm. that buck walks out absolutely and you know but I, don't get me wrong i'll do that if it's a spike buck or, <laughs> or, or you know or a bonnie crockett you know or a squirrel it, yeah or a squirrel yeah. <laughs> so knowing and properly managing that is so huge and what you know the really huge thing that we're able to do with land, the land services and not, not even we, like I, I speak for, for us, but for you being able to come in and see those properties and to properly show people how to harvest their herd and to manage their herd so they can continue to see those big bucks for years and years to come so they can continue to love it. Yeah, absolutely. And you nailed it right on the head too is, um, you know, so a lot of people, don't even use trail cameras, which which is just fine too, but I use them as more of a tool in my toolkit. You know, if I can see what's out there before I even hunting it, I mean, that's a huge, huge bonus yeah, to me too yeah. and get it instant time. Absolutely, and I'll be honest with you, like, I, I we never really used them. Yeah. Oh, and oh, we, yeah. we never did it until I just got it. I literally was telling you the story where we yeah. hit record. I got the two cameras and I all of a sudden I started you know, getting, getting deer. We got a bear like the first <laughs> yeah. night and I was like, oh man. And I was setting, started sending it to my dad and the guys in our party. And literally I talked to them today and two of them. And they were like, yeah, we ordered two. Or yeah, I ordered one. <laughs> yeah, we got, it's kind awesome. of an addiction. Well, well, it right? is. And, and for me, like I, I live, you know, 25 minutes away from my hunting yeah. land. And still I'm not like, I don't have the time to go pull SD cards. Right. And they live south, farther south. So yeah. they're like, I could be at home. Right. Yeah. And get these photos. Right. Heck yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's amazing. And and that's exactly how I grew up too. I mean, we would go to our same stands every year, we'd do the same thing. And then I'm like, you know, some buddies are like, Hey, do you got any trail cameras on? I'm like, No, I really don't. And then I started putting them out. I'm like, this is awesome. And now I can get it sent to my phone in real time. I'm like, it's all to your advantage and it's just another tool in the in the kit. I mean, when you can start seeing what's visibly out there and then you move your camera over a hot scrape or rub, you I mean in real time you're seeing and starting to pattern 
whitetails without actually being out there. And that's right. the biggest thing too, is you're not pushing them. You're not putting your son out there. You're seeing yeah, that's huge. instant time what's out there. And it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And the idea that you guys have a name for some of these deer, yeah. I mean, you take them down. It's not just like, Oh shit, I just you know, <laughs> shot this deer. I'm gonna give it a name. It's like, no, I have this, twenty photos of yeah. this deer this from the last spiky. two years. <laughs> this thing's been printed on our fridge for the past I don't know how I, many know that. You're like FBI freaking yeah. investigators. They have a mark here, their uh rack sits like this, there's one tie in here, it's like tattoos on a freaking convict. You guys know. <laughs> So when you yeah. down them or you get them, you know it's, exactly who they yeah. are. Yep. And and that's the whole goal too is I mean, like I said, you use them as tools. So, like, I'll literally get it down to a T where this deer is moving at this time. He's coming from the north. He's coming from the west. So, I'll literally use that information that I have, the most recent information, and I'll do, like, a hang, a hang and hunt right there. And a lot of times I'm successful because I have that most recent information to be able to do that and be able to, you know, fun function a game plan and harvest that deer. And yeah. that's, you know, that's that's awesome stuff. And what people don't realize is it's not that hard. No. Right? No. It, it, like, there is... Like, you guys know what, you know, hard hunt and time that goes into, you know, setting up the property, right? Yeah. And that's, that's where a lot of the work comes in, right? It is looking at your property, the food plots, the trails, everything like that. But putting out a game camera and, and just looking at the timestamp of when that photo comes in. Right. Yeah. And knowing where, how those deer move and when they move is, is totally, it's not a hard thing to do. Absolutely. It really isn't. I no. mean, absolutely. And even this time of year too. I mean, if you put your camera over a hot scrape and you're getting pictures sent to you, most likely that deer is gonna is on a pattern. He's gonna right. you know check it in the early in the morning or he's gonna check it at last light. And once you get that knowledge, I mean, you're set up for success right off the bat. Yep. Okay. So next thing I want to talk about, just briefly, and I know we we talk about this every year, uh, the good old CWD. <laughs> <laughs> I should have worn my t-shirt. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we are yeah, we are in the CWD land again this year, mm -hmm. um, and we have to be responsible hunters out there. We yeah. have to, uh, you know, make sure that we are hunting responsibly and we're not being, we're not being dummies. So uh, I'm going to read out, looks like there's quite a few lists, but from what I, from what I know, sounds like just opening weekend, hunters need to bring in their deer. Uh, for sampling yep yeah and you know this is a <laughs> this is a touchy subject but um you know people want to hear the truth jordan it, it does on. it does <laughs> it is uh it definitely does exist it is uh i think more media political driven than anything um to be honest you think about mankind and how many deer have been harvested may have had cwd in the past and people eat it and they're not zombies <laughs> um that's kind of my whole perspective on it now yeah don't get me wrong do your dual diligence and go get it tested you know and if it, it if it is acting funny for sure test it but i don't think it potentially plays a harm in humans but it is something to be aware of and for sure i think ehd is the bigger battle on this one um i wouldn't worry so much about cwd and i know we're in the cwd zone a lot of what cwd comes from game farms deer farms etc yep. and it's just you know too many too many deer in a little area getting uh contaminated but also another i don't want to put a conspiracy out there but <laughs> you think about oh boy okay so you think about deer eating at the same food source what about turkeys what about pheasants what about ducks do they all got cwd you right. know i put i i know i bring up a point that's ever been you know brought up by other biologists and people too but um 
you know, it's just something to think about. But yeah, for sure, do your due diligence, get your deer well, tested. And, and the reality is, is that you know the we respect what the conservation officers right. do. Oh, absolutely, yeah. oh, absolutely. And the DNR does so much for us and the conservation of wildlife and everything like that. So yep. we're we're definitely going to make sure that you know we follow those rules. We don't have to agree with them, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, even, and, even if we don't agree, we we still right. bring our deer in. Yes, yep. we still do it, and that, and that's what it is. So, yep. it, but yep. but make sure that you're responsible with it and and not uh you know getting a nasty letter so uh Absolutely. as of now looks like um there are locations in aiken brainerd crosby emily niswa uh, pine river um and then uh, those are the big ones around here so each one of those locations have uh a spot where you can drop your deer during the opening weekend yep. i know last year i was you know we had shot one right at right at sunset and you know it was probably a couple hours after that by the time we got it over but um you know make sure you get your deer over there and get those samples in and stuff like that that's that's huge because the more people that we have that do that and cooperate the faster that this thing's going to be right. over exactly. exactly and that and that's the whole thing we're, we're an advocate at that point of it um you know and, and a lot of it's good too so we'll bring our deer to tax service when we're getting them shoulder mounted and they're like hey can we do a cwd test i'm like yes please do because we're using that information, so now I'm I'm getting that information if my deer is positive or not, and I'm going to either way. But mm-hmm. um, now I'm getting an age on that deer too. So like in other right. states, they'll actually age that deer for you, and you so you get that information too. So I shot a buck last year actually, and they're like, "Hey, he's you know four and a half years old." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "I thought he was only a two and a half year old." They're like, "No, that's a four and a half year old deer." So that was good information for me as a landowner or a land manager oh, yeah. too, to, to know that. I'm like, oh, geez, you know, I thought that deer was young and I felt kind of bad, but now I'm like, get that reinsurance that, hey, he's a lot older than what he was. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's there's a lot of good that comes from it too, and the more knowledge you get, you know, the, the more power too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's huge. But, uh, yeah, so make sure, I believe it's just for the weekend. So if you shoot over opening weekend, which brings me to my next point, most people are weekend warriors. That's Okay. And yeah. I'm one of them. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what? I, I pride you more than the person that says I want to hunt and doesn't hunt. You know, we, and that's the, that's the thing that we really promote too is just getting out there is the biggest thing. You know, getting yeah. out there, taking part in it, uh, you know, getting outside other than sitting on the couch at, like a couch potato. I mean, props to you. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so next thing I want to talk about is most hunters in this area are go out for the weekend and usually check their stands a week before so let's get into some tips and tricks on you know what those weekend warriors should do the day of obviously we are we are less than seven days from opener right so there's not a lot that we can do as far as planning if if you want to talk next year give us a call we'll we'll talk about planning and putting all that together but as of now we are days from hunting from opener what are some steps that everybody should take? Yeah. Um, if I, if go I'll, ahead, I'll start Please. first because I know that shortly I Call will a babysitter. Be, I, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Because we're one. both gone. No, but I know I will be getting a message from Jordan soon when I am going grocery shopping for the weekend. Ooh, <laughs> and Jordan's top three items that never fail every single year, but he still sends them. Smuckers. Wait. Full, full-size Snicker bars. And a six-pack of Mountain Dew. 
bottles. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, he'll bring jerky too, usually from the year before. But okay, you said smucker. So like, yeah. you give him just a jar of jelly or what? <laughs> oh no, like the frozen, the frozen ones that like you'd get in school if maybe you didn't have lunch money. Like crustable? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, crustables. Okay. Yeah. Now you're talking Jacob's language. Exactly. That, exactly. That's that's where oh, we boy. connected last year. But make sure you take them out of the package before you get to the stand. Yes. Put them in a Ziploc baggie because those suckers so are loud. loud. So oh my loud. goodness. You get a good, you know, cold morning. It's like, oh, geez. And, and a zipper, Ziploc baggie. Oh, I learned my zipper, lesson. Yep. Ziploc baggie. Yeah. Yep. I got the wrong baggies the, one of the first years we were together. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we got Smuckers. Full size. Okay, here's my gripe with that. The second one, the full size Snickers bars. When it's so dang cold, that's like biting a freaking cinder chip, block. That's chip what I said. You got to put them in your hot hands, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's then it. they're melted. Got to got to melt them down. Yep. That's his breakfast. So oh, breakfast yeah. of champs. Yeah. Hey, you don't shoot booners if you're yeah. not eating Snickers. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> and the third one, six pack of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Bottles. bottles. Yep, exactly. Quieter. Bottles. Yeah. Got it. I mean, how do you put them in your bag, though, without them clanking together? Because that's louder than the cans. It is. So I just put them on the outside pockets of my backpack. Oh, you yeah. know, the little bottle yep, holders. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> have, you ever, have, you ever, have you ever got into your stand and looked down and saw them on the ground? I absolutely have. Yep. <laughs> if, you, if you tilt one wrong way, I mean, I'm losing yep, a new bottle, and it's either I climb back down to make all the noise, or I just leave it. So yep, let's leave it, and then you get about 11.30 noon, you're like, mm, yep. that bottle looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got it. Or I'll wrap them up in like um so I usually bring like an extra jacket just in case it gets really cold. I'll wrap them up in there so they're not <laughs> Oh, all right, Greta. How about you? What's your uh, top three snacks if you're bringing in the deer stand? Oh gosh. Um Yeah, now you put me on blast. Don't, what don't I honestly what don't I bring? <laughs> so what's to the, the deer percentage stand? of like warm clothes to snacks in your bag? Oh gosh, hundred percent snacks. <laughs> No one course. She doesn't she takes my clothes. I do. Last year I did. Last year last year, end of November in Wisconsin opener, especially it's a little colder, but I I stole Jordan's clothes for that weekend. I was in his bibs and yeah, had all of his boot little foot warmers and everything. Mm. But top three snacks. I usually like jerky or like some sort of nuts. And then I bring my thermos of coffee and Star Crunch. Usually a little little Debbie. No. Star Crunch. No. Oatmeal cream pie. Mm. Cosmic brownies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much it. But this year, this year I'm making eggs. So. What? I'm bringing our jet boil out and I'm making eggs this year. She wants like a full <laughs> continental breakfast. We're out in her there. Stand. We're literally out there We're all out day. There a long We're time. out there all day. We don't go in for lunch opening yeah. weekend. So. I'm making eggs. Dang. <laughs> You'll be happy when I'm making them. Some fresh tendies on the on the jet board. Right, exactly, bad. exactly. Yeah. Uh, one tradition that we always have is puppy chow. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. I always so, have a bag of puppy chow in the deer stand. Okay. Um, and then a recent one has been a full size can of Pringles. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. That See, he'd probably He's talking get, our language. He'd, he'd probably yeah. get mad at me that the Pringles are too loud. I tried to bring chips yeah. in here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the Pringles are better than the bags. Yeah, yeah, it's probably hundred percent exactly. The and then number three is usually always like zebra cakes. Yeah, yeah zebra cakes. Everyone's got to have a little Debbie yeah. in there somewhere. Yep, it, but it, it also depends. And then usually a thermos. And then I usually have a little bottle, like you know, a little brandy, a little warm up. 
you yep. know, depending oh, on the you weather. Go. Let's go, boys. You know, maybe yep. a couple cans of beer, you know, whatever. Yep. And then always like a PB&J for lunch. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, usually yep. Jordan Jordan's dad is usually on sandwich making duty in the morning <laughs> all at like five in the morning. He's making all of our sandwiches yeah. for the day. And, then and he also has sticks. all the little Debbies. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then yep. they're gone by like 10 a.m. <laughs> yep. Always freaking beef sticks, too. Yeah. Oh, yep. Slim Jims. Slim Jims. <laughs> we were actually talking last night, and I said I need to get a grocery list together. So that needs to happen. Yep. Oh, yeah. Always snacks. Okay. Here's another thing I want to talk about. Do the deer know if you get out of your stand and you use the restroom? <laughs> I, I can attest to this. <laughs> Greta shot two deer in her life. And she's went to the bathroom before she shot each of them. So I was saying, oh. like, no, I'm serious. Within like really? half hour, 45 I would say minutes. No. Yeah. No, I told him no. And I will pee. <laughs> like I'll fully say I, I'll pee from my bull stand. Like I used to be so sign control freak where I will pee in a bottle, not go to the bathroom at all. And then also not. Yeah. We used to have milk jugs tied yeah. onto the string. Yeah. To the yeah. stand. Yeah. I mean, Jordan will still bring like. We'll bring our big Gatorade and Powerade bottles, yeah. you know, whatever. Just for convenience. But but I say no. Yeah, now I'll pee out of the bowl stand, and I'll still, you know, the past few years at least, I've shot one right after I peed. And, and if anything, I feel like it makes them a little more intrigued. Like, it's a different... I don't know. Or something, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's worked for me. So, I can't speak for all, but... So I'm, all, I'm also the same guy that is, like, I think dopey and... Deer pee, you buy in the store, they can't tell the difference. So I'll right. literally pee in scrapes, and literally 30 minutes later, I'll have a buck be there. They're curious. They, yeah, they can't smell the difference. And I'll have coyotes and foxes pee in the same scrape, and bucks right. will still come wrong. So I'm like, heck, I'm just going to pee in this scrape and get it all fired up. <laughs> and it works. I mean, I get yeah. I mean, I get them on camera. So, I mean, I don't know. A lot of guys are like that, too. Like they'll, And especially in the hunting industry, they'll be like, ah, you know, each of their own. But, yeah, I, I know a lot of guys that will pee in – scrapes and we'll still get deer in camera so i i totally agree because i shot a few deer right <laughs> yeah. after i like had yeah. peed yep. whether i had got down or or yep. just went from the top of the tree there i yeah yeah multiple deer that have come out or just exactly. like ran by it's like okay yep. exactly until proven wrong i'm just yeah keep like doing what i'm doing like don't get me wrong like i'm still at least when i'm bull hunting because when i've got a gun i'm like all right yeah. whatever scent control doesn't matter as much but when I'm bull hunting, I'm still pretty scent controlly, but I'll still pee from my stand or right. whatever. I'm I'm not too concerned. All right. So talking about weekend warriors. We forgot our tips and tricks, Greta. We yeah, completely we, blew over the tips. What people and matter is what, what matters for give tips them a tricks. Give them a about, tip. Give them a tip, Greta. It's really yeah, all please. about the snacks, but it's all about the snacks. No, Ruin up the one snacks. <laughs> and having fun. Having fun, yeah. No, but uh, I, I would I would say the biggest so, tip. Go ahead. That we should t- is getting your stand early. So Greta and I, yeah. out of our whole, so our whole family, it's in, that's in deer camp. We'll get to our stand first. Yeah, and we, we watch all the other ones. We know <laughs> my brother's getting in there second, and we know <laughs> you know Papa Yura's getting in there last. Yep, and he sits in between both of he us. He also has the longest walk. He does. Got it. Okay, give that to him. So we'll we'll get in there first, and we know that he'll push us deer. <laughs> So we get in there right away. As soon as the sun comes up, we usually have a good amount of deer around us that Papa Yura pushed to us. Yeah. So that that's our biggest tip. It's just getting there early. And if you can, I know it gets boring, but make the all-day sit. 
That's and, what um, I. That's that's what I was gonna I say. Know, make the I was gonna it. say invest in warm gear because I'm a freeze baby. My toes get cold. Yep. And both um, of your bucks you've shot when? Yeah, during like the lunch every, hour when everyone's going in for lunch. Yes, it's like they exactly. just uh, they just know they can sense it or they everyone kicks the deer to us. But I've shot mine all between like noon and two thirty in the afternoon. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Shot a booner at one what one fifteen yeah, in the like evening like it doesn't make sense but I'm like yeah. oh, it does make sense so I'm after I climbed on to pee yep <laughs> that's that was Twice. exactly what I was going to ask you because yeah. I have hunted with people who are want to get out of their stand mm-hmm. at ten o'clock hey sometimes that's me but yeah. Jordan's like nope it's worth it yep. and I'm like you're and then, right and 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 to to add on to to your case Greta so my mom. She is the big buck hunter of the family. Yes. All Another right? female. She is every deer, every, every year she will shoot the biggest bucks. And I always, I grew up bragging about my mom and her ability to hunt. That's so cool. She will sit in her stand and knit and she has, <laughs> all right, let me, let me paint the picture for you. Uh, that, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't want any enclosed stand. She wants her nice little ladder stand. Okay. And awesome. she has a 30-30 lever action Yes. Iron sights, wow. and she will shoot the biggest buck every year. That's we will get. And we clean. will get a text. Kind of badass. Yeah, we will get a text at like nine o'clock or whatever it is. We'll hear her shoot, and she'll go. I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna knit now. <laughs> I'm gonna knit now. <laughs> my dad will text me and go, "You want to go get it or should I?" You know? <laughs> and she, and she, and she used to for years. My dad was like, "You know what? You're you're shooting all the big deer. I mean, my parents probably have you know six, seven mounts, and probably five of those are are my mom's. That's, That's so awesome. cool. Shot always shot Props the biggest bucks, but always, always, always. Even when I was a kid, when I hunted with her, yeah, it was you sit in the stand. Until you're done. Yeah. Yep. You when I, sit, and when everybody goes to lunch, you stay. You stay. Yep. I remember the first day that I was going out with Jordan. It was like the year right after we got married, <laughs> and I had no idea what I was in for, and I wasn't even planning on shooting you anything. You didn't think you were I walking out to no. a stand to sit there for no. freaking eight hours. And I'm like, what do you mean we're not going in to eat some <laughs> lunch? Like, like what? <laughs> I'm like, I, I thought I was going to go get like a latte this. or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm like, at least get Subway or something. <laughs> and I nope. learned that. Early on, I remember I was like ah, 12 or 13. My dad and I went in. We're like, ah, we're not seeing much. We're going to go in for lunch. The guy right next to us, neighbor, good friend, shoots this absolute slammer like 10 minutes after we went in at like, Dang. you know, at, at like 1130 or whatever. And we're like, after that moment, we're like, we're never going in. We're going to pack our lunch. We're going to do everything. And that's what changed my life. <laughs> I mean, and, and. For us, for me, who I always hunt in a buddy stand or whatever, and we haven't upgraded to bigger ones, mm-hmm. but like bring a good thing, something good to sit on so your butt yes. doesn't hurt. Yeah, comfortable. Absolutely. Yep. Make yep. sure you're comfortable. And, and quiet. We have like, yeah. we, we used to have our little stools that we went, you know, when we were in college and got at the, at the thrift store and they're like, we tried to WD-40 them up and now we've upgraded no. to something that we can sit all day comfortably. Good and old be quiet. wood stool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the you betcha guy put a video out the other day and saying, "Well, we're gonna go to Flea Farm and buy a buy my hunting stand this year." And he picks up five gallon pail, you know, <laughs> sets it next to a tree and kicks his feet yep. out. Exactly. <laughs> we've 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 seen that before. But there's but there's everything <laughs> from sitting on a bucket stand to. I've got a wood stove and a coffee maker. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ones that got carpet in there in the, oh, on the goodness. floors and yeah. Yep, yep. Absolutely. But no matter who you are, or what kind of stand you hunt hey, in, if you're out don't there, don't get out for lunch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If and that, that's a good point too. I mean, you know, you get 
some people don't get me wrong. I want in cool stands too, like the nice redneck money blinds. But then I get my grandpa who sits on a five gallon pail in the middle of the open field. Then he shoots a slammer every year. So I'm like, you know what? To each of their own. It it don't matter. And And that's kind of a part of it too. Like, I mean, I come time when it's, 30 mile an hour winds and I'm freezing my butt off. I'll wish we'll have an enclosed stand, but it's also just, yeah, it's just a part of the tradition and bearing those elements. And it's just something about it. It, it, it really is in sticking it out. Yeah. You know, taking, mm-hmm. the, taking the time to wait and, you know, cause yeah. no matter where you're hunting, right. People think, Oh, well we're, our, our party doesn't get out during lunch, but you know, but rally people around you do and that pushes right. deer and all those Absolutely. things. So that's huge. So uh, we talked a little bit about scent control, but I have one other question for you because I'm just curious. Uh, we've done like fox pee before and we've mm-hmm. done uh, like the doe estrus and the doe urine, like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. all that stuff. So what's the way to go? So I would say if you're, so what I like to do that we still do every year, don't get me wrong. I'm not a disbeliever of uh, pee by any means but like a scrape just use your own pee you're just wasting money yeah. doing other pee we will still do um like a drag so we'll get one of those like cotton drags or whatever you get at flea firm shields and we'll clip it on our backpack and it's got like a like a six to eight foot rope and we'll spray that sucker down with like dough asterisk okay you know and we'll so it'll cover our trail behind us so all of our steps, you know, are, are getting trail or covered more or less by dual estrus. Yeah. And we do that just for, you know, scent control purposes. And it's actually worked. I mean, we've seen a lot of littler, smaller bucks, two and a half, three and a half year old bucks still follow that trail all up to our stand. So we know it's working. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll do that. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do something that's going to work. So either that or we'll spray like a little cotton, uh, or one of those little uh, scent hangers too. We'll yep. spray that with the westers just to get it in the wind and cover up yeah. our scent a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. What about like uh, spray? Because I know we always will spray it like bottom yeah. of the boots. Yep. You know, we pant leg too. stuff like that. You know, spray the scent killer. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's huge because I mean, you know, no matter how long you hang your dang bibs or your boots outside <laughs> the week of, which reminds you, I should probably go do that. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, you're going to, there's going to be some, you're getting in your truck, you know, you're, you're hopping in the vehicle, you're whatever, you're going to get some of that, you know, non wood scent on there. So get, just get yeah. a nice bottle of scent killer and spray it up. Absolutely. I mean, and I have like an ozone blocker that I use in ozonics, et cetera, when I'm bull hunting. Does that work? Yes. But, there's a, is there, it necessary? Uh, yeah, exactly. There, ultimately, there's no fooling on mature whitetail's nose. I mean, those mama does, when they're on alert, they're on alert. So, yep. I mean, there's I, really nothing stopping exactly. It like, point. I do everything no. I can, but more or less, it's just you know making sure you know where the wind's coming from. And if you do goof up, yeah, I mean, the scent killer at least masks your scent a little bit. Right. And we'll we'll still do it, and we'll spray our boots, and we'll even spray uh, dopey some of the times on our boots walking into. Yeah. But um, you know, it's it's a good. If it helps a little bit, I, I do it. I mean, does it help right. 100%? I don't know. Yeah. We'll still, yeah. you know, do it. And that's why we get out there extra early, too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Give it time to kind of mellow out. Yeah, yep. for sure. Awesome, awesome. Um, anything else on tips, tricks for the everyday hunter who just shows up, fried into deer camp, has some beers, wakes up early, and goes to stand? Yeah, I would say just, uh, you know, hunt where the freshest sign is too that's something i learned early as a bow hunter too is your range is limited especially with a bow but more or less a gun too if you're in a dense woods you know hunt over those fresh hot scrapes or those rubs or you know those thick trails because ultimately at this time of year you know if you if you got a lot of does 
coming in to wherever you're hunting, you're going to have some decent bucks coming in behind them too because they're, you know, fully in the rut mode. Right. And, you know, I know up here is a few weeks behind what other people may be seeing too, but still, you know, hunt where the sign is and uh, stay on top of it. And don't be afraid to be aggressive and, and move your stand or, you know, do a hanging hunt too. I've yeah. become a big fan of hanging hunts. I, they don't take as long as people think, and you're a little bit more mobile, and you're you're getting in with the game. So right. don't be afraid to do it. Yeah, you can literally, you know, pick up and go anywhere you want and hunt where the deer are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I, I love my hang-on stand, so I'll just use my lone wolf stand and three, four sticks and climb a tree in, in no time and get set up. So, um, All right, uh, the other thing, land services. Woods to Waters Land Services, uh, any updates or anything you want to share and then how can people get a hold of you yeah absolutely so i'm uh starting to book clients for the 2023 year i have a few clients booked in the springtime um ultimately my uh you know busiest time will be spring and summer so please do reach out and book during that time of the year um also i will help you buy and sell property as well if it's hunting or farmland or egg land etc i am a licensed realtor as well too so i take pride in doing that too um, but yeah, the, the, the best way to reach out to me, either Instagram, email, phone number, etc. um, go on woodswater.com and you'll find my bio and you'll be able to reach out to me there too. Um, biggest thing is, yeah, just book early so I can get on the calendar and get out and give you a full property analysis and be able to lock in something for you and help you have a little bit more success in the woods. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And in all reality, if you if if somebody calls me and, and we have an awesome team here at Woods to Water, so if somebody calls me and says, hey, I want to buy hunting land that's, you know, I want to buy hunting land. I want to be here or, or somewhere else, and I want to specifically hunt this species or whatever that is. I The first phone number I'm sending you is Jordan's because he is the man that, that takes care of that, and he is the, the – you're the guy. So I, 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 I will I will send I will send you over his way. So reach out to Jordan and and he'll make sure to take care of you to find find the, the best spot for you depending on no matter what you want to hunt, right? We'll we'll figure yeah. it out and we'll get everything planned out to uh, whatever you whatever your needs are. Absolutely. And I greatly appreciate that too. And you know, something I think I, I offer that other people may not offer too, especially in this area is uh, you know, if you're buying property, I'll sit down with you and I'll create the game plan right there and then you know, at, not just at the closing table, but after two. And I'll, I'll stay in touch with you and help you create that plan right there. And then I'll actually, if you're, you know, selling it, I'm, I'll help you boost your property too to make sure you're getting top dollar. And then, um, you know, just walking that property yeah. too. Like I'm going to put Jeez. boots on the ground. I'm not going to just virtually scout it like some of these other people do. Um, you know, I'm going to put boots on the ground and make sure it's the property for you. I'm not going to set you up with the bad property. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Anything else you want to hit on? Before we wrap this baby up, you want to maybe tell the people what they want to mm. hear about Hank the Tank? Ooh. Ooh, one more thing that I want to hit on before yeah. that. Greta, when you leave in the morning, certain days, um, and you look at the end of your driveway, do you have a red garbage can at the end of your driveway? We sure do. No other color. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? That's because they're not doing it wrong. Right. Pequot Lakes and Gull Lake Sanitation. These guys are the best. Not only do we bring on awesome guests, but we bring on awesome guests that really believe in what we're talking about here, guys. That's a great. red or black garbage can is the way to go. Uh, so give them a shout and they Heck will yeah. hook you up, whatever you need. If you've just got some junk, you know, give them a shout, right? I mean, 
They'll clean it out. Yeah, they'll oh. clean it out. <laughs> I mean, they won't clean it out. Yeah. They'll get rid of it. <laughs> you right? can clean it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So without further ado, I think this is the right button. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> Hold on. I thought I had a drum roll in here, but I guess I don't. What's this? Ooh, that's the corn I really thing. Like corn. Gonna be mad at me. What do you like about corn? It's corn. Deer like corn, and so does Hank the Tank. Let's hear it. He sure does. Oh my gosh, where, where do where do I even begin, Jordan? Do you kind of want to like kick it off just a little bit? Yeah, give us the backstory, but short and, and sweet. So, <laughs> I guess I have majority of the story since I hunted yeah. longer. You, mine, mine is a little bit. Jeez, I don't know. I was it twenty. Yeah, it had been 2018. So I first got this buck on camera. He was a mainframe 10, just a f- absolute unit. And I'm like, well, that sucks. I'm going to take doubt. I shot a nice eight-point that year. But I'm like, <laughs> okay, now I want to figure out this deer for next year or even rifle. So where we hunted in Wisconsin, you can get, you know, a buck with a bow and you can get one with the gun. So I'm like, all right, cool. So maybe I'll get him gun season. Never saw him, but got a heck of a lot of trail camera pictures on him. So then we set up our property a little bit different. We're like, we're going to make some micro plots. Um, we're going to funnel him right here. It's going to be, you know, nice. So we got him on camera all summer, um, beginning of fall. But then, you know, come when I bow hunt, never saw him. Never saw him per- person. He'd always be after hours or before hours of illegal shooting lights. Uh, I'm like, oh, you know, what, what's going on here? So then um, that year I, I was like, okay, I'm going to try a complete different stand. It was during the rut. It was like November 7th or 10th or whatever. And all of a sudden, I'm like rattling a little bit. I see this just monstrous buck right behind a doe just walking. Like a, just a, you know, if you imagine like a beastie deer just walking, that was him. He was just kind of strutting right behind a doe, nose down. Like you could tell, all right, some rutting action's going on here. I'm like, I literally just froze and like didn't even know what to do because at that point, he was like a four and a half year old and just, a, just a monster. And he, that, that year he actually gained a split two or a split G2 on the one side. I'm like, what? This uh, thing what is, is a split G2? So, you know, and a, so you got brow tines and deer and then the next tine up, um, there'll be like a, you know, like a field goal post almost, if you will. So he's got, you know, two tines on the one tine, kind of like a bonus. And I'm and like, like forks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like a fork. But he was just a monster. Then I tried grunting and rattling, and he was just hot on that door. So I'm like, well, there's my shot. You know, got a few more pictures of him during rifle season, but then he disappeared again. So Always next year, we, disappeared. Yep. So the next year, we're like, all right, we're going to do a little bit, you know, things different. Going to set another food plot, uh, et cetera. Maybe see if we can funnel him, put some cameras in different areas. We got it. You know, we didn't get him on camera all summer. And we're like, oh, geez, what happened? This guy get hit by a, de- or a car or what? what's the deal here? Right. We didn't get him on camera until what? Like the beginning of November. And at that point, again, I was taking out. I shot a nice 10-pointer. So I'm like, you know, I, when I didn't see him, I'm like, I lost hope. So I'm like, oh, geez, whatever. So then we got him again. And then he just disappeared in the gun season. Then all of a sudden, January, we get him with one of his sides. So he had to shut the other side. And we're like, okay, cool. He's still alive. Awesome. So then fast forward to last year. Um, you know, same story. We didn't get him again on camera until October, November, and then we're like, oh, sweet, he's still alive. And it was it was literally like the week before open oh, rifle yeah, yeah, yeah. opener. Yeah, it was like it's like November tenth yeah. or eleventh because we, we thought he was gone. Yeah, we yeah. thought he was dead. I mean, and I we know, had heard we had heard whatever. rumors that like around the local community that someone shot him or yeah, got hit by a car. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. So then, the, yeah, yeah so you're right. Not only was a deer that was well known around your hunting family, it was a deer known. Around yeah, the yeah, local neighbors Pe- too. People had it in town a few times, um, but it always just disappeared. 
during the winter time yeah. or during the winter season. Right. Like it yeah. was like a ghost. And we hunt in a pretty high pressure area, I will say. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of landowners that own a big chunks of land, but still, I mean, everyone's out there. Everyone and their grandma's out there too during uh, Wisconsin gun season. But anyways, this deer disappeared and all of a sudden, boom, yeah, we get them like November 10th or whatever it was. And then like two days before gun season, my uncle gives me a call. He's like, hey, my buddy just nailed that buck you're after with his car, like just totally totaled his car, hit this deer. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, it, it's got to be the one. I mean, it was right next to your driveway, everything. And we're like, just crushed. We're like, Jordan was cr- absolutely oh, no. crushed. I was like, just sick was to my too, stomach. But- I'm like, crap, what do I even go after now for gun season? And we're like, what the heck? You know, and we we didn't have high hopes. So, I, you know, I saw this really nice eight-point opening day. I'm like, sweet, he'll do. Boom, shoot him. I'm happy as a clam. Greta couldn't get on him. I was I was yeah. telling Greta, I'm like, hey, you got to shoot this one. You got to shoot this one. She just couldn't, you know, our box blind's not, not huge by me. Yeah. So she couldn't get on. Sun was right in my scope. So then fast forward, you know, day after Thanksgiving, we're like, Greta's like, ah, maybe we should sleep in. It's been a long night with the kids, et cetera. So she goes <laughs> I out. I was tired. Wakes oh, up in man. the morning, goes in town, in- gets a coffee, gets her latte, relaxes can be. Then she's like, oh, around like, noon. Let's, let's go out. Let's go around lunch. Around so, noon? Yeah. It was, okay, what? it was probably like 11. 11, 30, let's, noon. It was, it, was, it, was, it was close. I mean, we just, you know, ate lunch at that point. We didn't even pack it's, lunch. It was the Sunday <laughs> yeah, we didn't pack slump. Lunch. Exactly. Was, Everybody was, knows the Sunday was, slump. Except Black the Friday, Friday, wasn't it? It was Black Friday. It was Black Friday. Yeah. Oh, and we're like, all right, Friday, let's yeah. go up. So yeah. we oh climb out there, and it's windier than heck. It was like 20-hour winds. It was bad. I was like, maybe we should not even sit. Yeah, and then we Greta, don't have we don't have windows like yeah. Jordan was saying. We don't have like a super oh, yeah. super nice yeah. We just got stand. a normal box blind. So I spent probably half of the time that I was out there under the with window, my head underneath the window, and told them yeah. like, if you see anything, like let yeah, me know because it was like thirty mile an hour winds. It yep. was it was and it was cold. I was in his bibs like a little Eskimo, uh-huh. and um, yeah. So we we were sitting there and. Didn't see, like, a whole lot, but I'm like, okay, Jordan said when it's the worst conditions, that's usually when the biggest deer are out, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I had hopes, but, like, nothing nothing how many crazy. Years, how many years have you you heard that, like, <laughs> oh, the wind, the, when the right, when it rains, that's when they move, you <laughs> right. know? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay, Jordan, we'll see how this right. kind of yeah, plays okay. out, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's Even just, though a, I'm that's gonna just have a ploy to get me to sit here longer. Right, right? exactly. Yep. <laughs> And um, so, like we kind of mentioned previously, I climbed down because I had to pee because at that point I had a lot of coffee in my system. Get back up. And Jordan was sitting looking and I like had my binoculars up and I must have been 20 minutes with it after, after I got back up in the stand. And like I was glassing for a little while and I just like had this like sense come over me like something is out there like I'm like I don't know if it was a god sense or what it was so I put my binoculars down and I look up literally straight in front of out our front window of our stand and like 70 yards in front of our stand down the big hill that we're sitting on right on the main trail all of a sudden I see like at first I didn't see the antlers I just saw I did no you didn't you did not you weren't even looking that direction I saw a huge body and I'm like, at that point, like I was like almost hyperventilating because I knew what this deer was just right. by looking at the body. Cause it'd been up on our fridge for the past three years. And <laughs> it took like two step forward. Cause it was behind some thick brush. And I like clarified what I knew where, what I thought I knew that it was Hank. And all I could stutter out was Jordan big buck. And I got my gun up as fast as I could, got him in the scope. And before I, Jordan could I even get I put up my out, knockers yeah. and I'm like, 
before I could even say anything, boom! Like I barely even got to see the thing. I'm, I just saw like his rack. I'm like, holy crap! And it was like instant. Like I boom. shot, and he said, "It's Hank." At the same time, yeah. And I was literally shaking. And then nothing happened for like no. a few minutes. We no. just like oh were in gosh. shock. Like, oh gosh, did you miss? What happened? Yeah, like I was paranoid because I knew that I was like <laughs> hyperventilating at the time that I pulled the trigger, but I didn't want it. Every I, hunter yeah. who has had a deer walk out. Yeah. knows that feeling where your chest just yeah the black hole period yeah, yeah, yeah. you just forget it's, yeah and I, like so i was like i was like frozen i couldn't move so i'm yeah and so then Jordan's i'm like, like i gotta okay, get down wait. and see yeah he's like let's wait a little bit and he's like i'll climb down right away because he's like i don't want this thing getting away he's right, like that yeah. way if i at least kick it up you can shoot again you know right yeah if it wasn't down so then i skirted the side so where we hunt it's it's kind of like bluff country i mean there's a lot of rolling hills etc yeah. so i skirted the side of the ridge and then, like, the first thing I saw is his rack. And, like, from 70 yards away, I'm like, yep, that's Hank. And I just wow. said, woohoo. And then I remember, she just. I remember <laughs> seeing him. Like, I had my binoculars, like, kind of up. And then I had my gun right there just in case if he would get up right, and try yeah. to dart away. And I saw, I remember seeing Jordan lift his hands up in the air and <laughs> yell. And I've never heard you yell ever once in your woods. Yeah. I yelled and so loud that my dad and brother could actually hear me, like, that we're all oh, the way across, no. like, yeah. our woods. Oh, my god, Over 100, yard, or 100 acres away. Yeah. They were, I mean, they were far. Yeah. And they heard me and my dad's like, well, all right. So they both naturally <laughs> just headed over. They yeah. got out of the stand. They're like, yeah. all right, we're done. Yeah. They're yeah. like, it's midday. It's yeah. one what 115 130 in the middle of the day like yeah. all right we're going on there so then i climbed down as quick as i could i let jordan have his moment moment with hank just because like you've had so much history with him and then i was like the waterworks started because like i mean whether or not like i would have got hank or another deer like as a hunter and an, as a true outdoorsman like you like those emotions just happen naturally yeah. and like you wouldn't you're not doing the right thing if you don't have those emotions like coming over you. That's right. like at the end of the day, what it's all about. And that's what we want to instill in our kids and family eventually. And yeah, and just like it was just awesome. It's such a bittersweet day to, to have so much history and drive just to hunt that one deer and do all those changes and put all that work in. And then to finally see him on the ground, it's like, wow, this, this is awesome. But it's like, man, where like, to next? You know, I, I remember Jordan yeah. uttering like, those words. He's like, now what do I do? <laughs> but like, I'm like, what do yeah. you mean? Like, and then the first thing we saw in this deer too, he had a, I mean, he did get hit by a car. He did. Yeah. His neck was just beat up in his leg. Wow. He has a club leg. Yeah. We, we lost a lot of meat on him just because there was so much infection. And he, like he was, really? he was truly a warrior. Yeah. And he was hit by a broadhead in the neck, like two years before that in yeah. the back too. I forgot that part. Cause I would have oh, been too wow. lengthy, but yeah, he was yeah. wounded like two or three times. Yeah. Like he was literally Hank the tank because he literally he deflected just, everything. He just, kept going he yeah. did wow so when we uh got him and we're like we got to do a full body mount this i mean this oh. is a boon and deer. i thought he was crazy i'm like and no I i'm serious like crazy. i love this like i love this deer <laughs> right. so, so here we are and we're going to pick him up in like a week or two couple years, weeks so. yeah really yeah. i had to let go of the antlers and it was a bittersweet oh, moment yeah. putting, <laughs> taking those off the mantle <laughs> but for all you hunters out there too i mean i think that was a good example of like she shot a Boone and Crockett deer at 115 in the afternoon when everyone else is in. And yeah. he's yep. on the, our wa most wide open trail there yeah. is. I mean, like, like it couldn't have been a more You could drive trail. a semi through that yeah. thing, and he was in the most open, but yep. you know, you just never know. So yeah. why, get out You there. never why, know unless you're you, out there. Why do you think a deer like that just walked out on a trail like that? I mean, so I think he was so elusive, right? Yeah, I think he was hurting definitely yeah. with his club legs. So I think he was yeah. bedded not far in like our valley or in one of the dips and just in thick cover. And then he's like, I just wanted to go for a morning or a midday stretch. And yeah. he went on the you know path of least resistance. So he just 
Yeah. There he was. Yeah. yeah. Just I really right time. Th- I really think that, I mean, we, we're getting him aged. We haven't found out yet, um, but... I really think I. I think he's six, six and a half, seven and a half. I mean, he's a, he's a brute. Yeah, I just think he was really on the like kind of on the decline. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then getting hit by a car a week prior, like that doesn't help anything. Yeah, it was just amazing. Like the year before that, she shot him. I mean, he got hit in the back too. So I'm like, I didn't have high hopes at all. I'm like, even if he does come back, we thought he was going to be deformed or smaller. But but no, he came back even more massive than he was last year. Quick, the one, um, the one cool thing. So afterwards, like no matter who harvests what, after when we're at deer camp, we always like celebrate and you know have a yeah. couple beers and everyone like some of our relatives from the area come and look. And so when um, after I shot Hank, and Jordan told his uncle, well, he like was telling some of his buddies that yeah. had camera pictures of him, you know, yeah. in the area. And actually, because we like never understood where he went during the winter season, right. um, a local from the area that was. How many miles away from our property? Two miles. Yeah. Two miles. He actually had the sheds from 2019 (sighs) and then one from 2020. So he brought them over and we got to take pictures with them. And he he was so excited. Two miles away in the winter. And he he never knew because he would always get pictures during the winter. And so he never knew where it was at during the summer and season. And so it was just a real like full circle moment. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we literally sat at the tailgate for like two or three hours. Yeah, it was oh like it I, was like almost and, two in the morning, and, and then like and I, and I bet to you bed. people kept coming through too. <laughs> they and did, probably yeah. people were like, "We yeah. got to see this thing." Yeah, it was so yeah. cool. I mean, it's pretty and much getting, damn near when Christ was born. I mean, <laughs> yeah. same thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's kind of the closest thing to the Jordan Buck in the area. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It, That's it, insane. It was, it was just to have. I mean, wow. just to have that camaraderie and the tradition and people there too, like. So, you know, with digital things, we lose a lot of that, um, you know, when people used to register deer. old school, yeah. yeah. But we got that back, and that's what we're like, that's what it was all about, is like just having people at the tailgate, you know. Yeah, we had had no clue who some of these people were. I was like, they're like, you shot that? And I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) She's taking pictures of people she doesn't even know, but it's like, you know, to have that back. And I think that's, you know, you got to step back in society, too, is we've gotten so digital and so technology-based that we miss and I miss yeah. a lot too. We'd grown up as a kid. We'd go to res- registration stations, and you'd sit around the tailgate and have you know a beer, or just BS, and talk about your deer too. And that and that brought the, all that back, and that was you know some of the best moments of yeah. of celebrating that. That's beer. huge. And For I, re- sure. I remember doing that as a kid too. Like you'd brought your deer up, yeah. and everybody was parked in the gas station parking lot or wherever yeah. the registration yeah. was. And yeah. Yeah, what'd you get? You know, you see that thing, you know, and the whole thing. And and that was, you know, it yeah. starts dark out and everyone pulled yeah. their deer and, right. you know, it's Saturday night or whatever. And yep. that was that tradition. But yep, that's the tradition that we're starting with yeah. our kids now. Like that's, that's something awesome. that's important to us. And yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, I, and, and I can feel that a little bit too from like Jordan. I, didn't, I, I honestly, before today, I never realized that you were in the stand with her. You know, I didn't, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. And, and yeah. I have I have experienced that, you know, last year, my wife got to shoot her first deer. And it was actually one of those things where we had saw nothing all day. And we were in different stands, but I came to go sit with her uh, just as the last hour or whatever it was. And I sat with her and then all of a sudden this, you know, buck had come up and I was able to be there in the stand with her while she shot her first yeah. deer. And like those memories the, are priceless. The look on her face, like as she turned to me in was like. Shaking Way to go, Allie. Whatever. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was awesome. And it was like to see the deer drop and, you know, all that stuff is yeah. just like, that's what it's about. That's yeah. that's why we hunt, right? We have yeah, the conservation absolutely. side of it, right? We got to manage the herd and, and do all of those things. But, you know, to see the look on somebody's face and have all these memories and to make them and to like have the community aspect come around. Absolutely. Is so huge. It's yeah. just Absol- awesome. Heck yeah. That, 
and that's you know a big thing that we stand for too is like hunting brings out a lot of good and it's it's very therapeutic for some people too like yeah don't get me wrong i i have a huge passion for it but honestly like me sitting in the stand and just not thinking about anything other than it, nature it's like it's it so kind soothing of, it kind of forces you to slow down in it a does. crazy time right. period and yeah. yeah and that's what you know a lot of those moments and memories growing up in life too it's like it's things that will always stick because it's you know it's awesome awesome times and awesome memories shared with family and friends yeah absolutely yeah. awesome well, Greta, thank you. Jordan, thank you. Thank ben. you. Seriously, thank you. I, I, I know you've probably, you've told that story a hundred times. And it, you never, will, it never and gets And you old. will tell that story a hundred <laughs> times more. But just know, like, I got goosebumps here and that. Yeah, and just, I did too. Er, everything, you know, about it is just, is so, it's just awesome, right? Like, that's what yeah. everybody dreams of. Even yeah. somebody, even the weekend warriors who just go out for opening opening weekend. It's like, yep. you, you want that huge buck yeah. To, yeah. to walk you out. Know, and honestly, you never know. No. You never know what's no going to come idea. walking by you. The rut brings crazy what things. Time? Yeah. So, you have no idea. Yeah. So I'll be displayed full body multi-air house, <laughs> so more to come on that. Come check it out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so we'll post, uh, obviously, some photos and stuff like that with this, but uh, seriously, get out there and enjoy the weekend. Be safe. Yes. Make sure that you have your orange on and know where your other hunters are and pack your snacks, pack your warm clothes. <laughs> yeah. Don't Slow get out down. of the stand at 10 o'clock, yeah. guys. If you're too cold, just... Stick it out. Yeah. All right. And just exactly. slow down and enjoy the tradition. And have yep. fun with it too. Yeah, absolutely. It's the biggest yeah. thing. Have fun with it. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we are going to end a little differently today um, with one of my absolute favorites and probably my traditional song, right? This is my traditional song when I am hopping in the truck on my way out of town after the Peacock Lake single like sanitation garbage can is at the end of the driveway. This song goes on. And you know, it's, it's not it's not so much the heat as it is the gosh darn humidity. And then, you know that, you know, when you sit there in the bed and you, you're just sweaty, you know, and you just, you go to reach for the water on the nightstand and you slide right out of bed and the wife says, Stop making so much noise, you're waking me up, go to sleep. Well, let me tell you, times like that make me think about moving up north, you know. Good idea. Yeah, I'd do it too. Of course, then I couldn't watch the Packers, you know. The Packers are... Gosh, I like the Packers. I'd do anything for the Packers. Who can forget Vince Lombardi, you know? Back in the glory years. Not me, boy. Well, anyhow. It's getting to be that time of year. Eh? Yeah, I'm a deer hunter, how do you do? I got the deer hunting rapping tail for you. I'm so excited, it's my favorite time of year. I love to feed my buns, chasing trophy deer. But don't clap your hands to the stomping of the feet, cause yeah, he's like me. He can't, he can't keep a steady beat, no. Come on, I guess it with the beat, hey. I got a great big knife, cause the hunting is my life. It's my chance to drink beer and get, get away, away from, from the, the wife. wife. It's a boy's night out, acting stupidly. Say now, baby, David, yeah, don't you think maybe how about you and me, yeah? Well, he partied all night, never made it to our bunks, and I was sitting in the tree stand on a tree day drunk. Wind was blowing 45, temp 30 below. I was freezing to death, then it started to snow. So I got down from the tree stand, start heading for the truck, and that's when I seen it there. 
The Dirty Point Buck. Dirty Point Buck. Dirty Point Buck. Dirty Point Buck.